This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome again for for the first time to the Holocron Histories podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, Legends, and Canon. I am your host, co-host, Teacup or Austin. And I am your other host or co-host, Ben of Tamaria. Yeah. So Ben, we are talking about our faction series, continuing along that. And last week was Bounty Hunters Guild. What do we got today? Today we have the Hut Cartel. And yeah, everybody's favorite crime syndicate, everybody's favorite faction. It's my favorite faction of all time. Not really. Hey. <laughs> there was a Hut Jedi. That's all I'm gonna say. Was there? Yes. Oh, okay, that's news to me. I did not know that personally. Mm-hmm. So okay, they can't be all bad. And well we did have a a, a hut uh supreme chancellor i did i did we did have that so not all huts are evil they're just greedy except for that one jedi one obviously the I mean, if he went with the jedi teachings but anyway uh so starting with the hut cartel we have the legends portion so we're going to start with the old republic uh, during the time of the Great Galactic War, the Hut Cartel was displeased with the Sith Emperor because he did not include them in his plans and intrigues. However, due to the subterfuge of the Imperial Intelligent Agents, the Republic was unsuccessful in gaining the Hut's support against the Empire. The Hut, rema- the Hut Cartel remained neutral in the war, like most others in the crime criminal underworld. So the Great Galactic War, you know, is the time of the Old Republic. You do meet the Hut Cartel during the game when you're playing the MMO. Um, very often, specifically on Narshada, um, which the Hut homeworld is Nalhada, which is the main planet that Narshada orbits, because Narshada is a moon, like in. Star Wars universe, moons are habitable compared to most moons in our solar system. Where they're void of life. Or just some, you know, weightless. Well, you know, we got Europa and Jupiter. They say that has potential for habitation. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't look into, like, astrology. I don't know. Look, I only know that because Europa is a destination in Destiny 2. Fair point. And so I looked it up to see, like, how plausible is this? Like, they haven't found any life, but they theorize that it's possible. Uh, I guess the same goes The Mars. building blocks are there, I guess. Meh, a good point. God, Destiny 2. Such a good... Meh, game. <laughs> <laughs> Such a game. (laughs) Such a game, exactly. So, uh, continuing, during the Cold War, the Hut Cartel owned and ran the Holonet in the Network Access Division of Narshada, and which operated by Karuba. Karuba? Karuba? Um, Karuba is another hut during this time, um, during the Old Republic. And then in 3638 BBY, the new Supreme Mogul, Torobo, led the cartel's invasion of the planet McNeb, the, the, and the Imperial and Republic forces began to arrive on the planet with their own agendas. So that was, I believe, is the Rise of the Hut Cartel expansion, part of Star Wars Old Republic MMO. So you do play through that on McNeb. Um, it is a fun, small expansion. Surprisingly, the map is relatively large for being a small expansion but it does leave up to the Revan expansion which is the best expansion just saying well it's interesting to me at least because like I haven't really played much of the MMO 
mm-hmm. but I have played Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. And in Knights of the Old Republic, the Hut Cartel is like a secondary player mm-hmm. like, to the exchange. Yeah, those games, it was mainly... Ex- I, there was the exchange and there was another crime syndicate that was like on par with the exchange in those games, and I cannot remember the other one. Um, it wasn't a crime syndicate per se. It's kind of like uh, it's Zerka, Zerka. Corporation. Uh, and I think a good comparison, like if you're watching the M Cannon things, is in Star Wars Rebels, sometimes you come across like the Miners Guild. Mm-hmm. And there, or like Zerka Corporation is kind of like a predecessor to like the Commerce Guild or the Trade Federation. Okay. Or, um, yeah, so they're like developers that go to planets and develop them. And you encounter them in KOTOR 1 and 2. On KOTOR 1, you, they are working, you encounter them on almost every planet except for Manan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Manan was a Kot- very, they, they were very kept to themselves kind of a planet. Yeah, and then in KOTOR 2, you mainly encounter them on the planet Telos, where they're mm-hmm. uh, battling with the Athorian uh, people to restore Telos as a planet. Mm-hmm. And then you get the exchange is a player there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I knew I remember like, being both being there. An interesting thing in KOTOR 2, the exchange and the Hut cartel are operating off of Narshada. So you have Voga the Hut, who's operating in KOTOR 2, who's at odds with Goto, the head of the exchange. Mm-hmm. Worthless companion. Just saying. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so we now we get to the Clone Wars. Uh, so we have B- Borka the Hut held considerable power uh, in the cartel. During the Clone Wars, he co-operated with Servance Tan during the early days of the war after he gathered information about the disseminator of Republic Superweapon, which was still in development. He was annoyed by the Galactic Republic's trade activi- activity near his territory and agreed agreed to reveal their secret plans to the Separatists. So, don't get on a hut's bad side. Basically. At any point in time. Um, yeah, that's just a good, like, life lesson. Yeah. Right there. Don't get on that <laughs> size. Um, so, he lost mo- most of his forces, except for a few mercenaries, for turning against Jabba. Instead, uh, he was protected by the Separatists. As a reward, he would give them information about the Decimator, provided that Tan destroyed the Republic spaceport. After she destroyed the spaceport, Broca gave her the information she needed. So, also another thing, don't cross Jabba, because Jabba will uh, take out, go after you. As we all should know from the films. Um, and then Broca was later killed by Republic forces during the Second Battle of Tatooine. The Republic was deeply encouraged to do so by Jabba the Hutt. After he was offered them 5,000 Nova Crystal Bounty to kill him. During the battle, Jabba assisted the Republic General Eschewishin John. So, yes, don't cross Jabba or you die. Yeah. It's so, interesting to me, like, the second battle of Tatooine, when, like, Tatooine's in the Outer Rim and beyond the Republic, and so, like... Yeah, it's super weird, like... During most of the Clone Wars, I mean, there's activity in the Outer Rim, but, like... The Republic or either the Separatists don't really mess with the Outer Rim too much. Right, at least they Hut territory. They, they just need the like hyperspace lanes that mm-hmm. run through there. Yeah, they they typically I, I remember. Don't they typically made deals with? Uh, I know the Republic. I think went and made deals with Jabba just to use the hyperspace lanes specifically. Oh, yeah, that's the whole premise of the Clone Wars movie. Yeah. So... Is that deal with Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Fun times with Jabba. Fun times. And then, uh, now we get to the Galactic Civil War. 
So during the time of the Empire, the Hutt Cartel had a monopoly of smuggler employment. Although the Galactic Empire did not tolerate lawlessness, they nonetheless were cautious with dealing with the Huts due to the latter party playing an important role in the Outer Rim's economy. And as such, any direct actions to shut down the smuggler trade required clearance from Imperial High Command beforehand. Which, you know, is always interesting knowing that you have to go through the Empire to deal with the Huts. When the Huts have nothing to do with the Empire. Always fun. Well, and like the Huts have always had a history of kind of like getting close to those who are in like the power in the galaxy and like mm-hmm. playing a more behind the scenes role with that. True. That is true. Like, well, in, um, for instance, in Star Wars, the Old Republic MMO, the Hut Cartel, yeah, they're neutral, but they dealt with the Empire. They actually specifically, if you play an Empire side character, they are doing dealings with the Empire. Well, you know, the Trade Federation was neutral during the Clone Wars. Good point. Officially. <laughs> officially, yeah. Officially, they were neutral. And then, uh, sometime before the Rebels had emerged, the cartel took control of a few planets such as Felucia. Uh, Jabba also set up communications on... What's this planet? Sal... Salukamai. Salukamai. Planets are hard in this universe. Uh, to keep an eye on the Empire. And as y'all know, Felucia does, you know, come up on multiple, through multiple mediums in Star Wars, such as Revenge of the Sith with uh, Aayla Secura. We do see, what, a few arcs with Felucia? We do see a few arcs of Felucia on, in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Battlefront 1, Battlefront 2, the originals, and the reboot Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. I think also on all the Battlefront PSP games, like Elite Squadron and whatever the second one they had, I think Felicia was a, uh, a map on that as well. Yeah, because it ain't like Star Wars to take something that had less than, you know five minute screen time and build it into a whole thing oh yes boba fett um but <laughs> good point yeah boba fett's a really good, <laughs> really good one there too yeah he only had five minutes of screen time let's make a giant story with him when he barely talks he's like three lines in the entire original trilogy. i think he has more than five minutes of screen time but yeah well yeah so, uh, during the Galactic Civil War, Jabba formed an alliance with uh, Tiber Zan, which was quite successful until Zan stole his valuable Sith artifact on Felucia. Zan was caught, however, he gave the artifact to Yura Finn, his second co- in command. Zan was imprisoned on the planet Castle, and since the artifact was quite valuable, the Hut Cartel acquired all assets from Zan uh, Cosorium. Con- Con- as compensation, which I'm assuming is his vault. Yeah. And then later on, Zan broke out of Kessel and rebuilt his forces. During using his defilers, the Zan Consortium corrupted many of the Kessel planets and took control of. Sa- the the Salakamarks, whatever this planet. Uh, Salukamai. Salukamai. God, yeah. Saluk. So think of it like the EU in there is like just an ooh sound. Think of it uh, as a double O. Salukamai. Gosh. Can't make this simple. Uh, this conflict lasted into the ground battle on Hypori when Tyrazan forced Jabba to give up his holdings on Hypori and Salukamai. This left the cartel crippled but not destroyed and allowed the Zan Contorium to grow unhindered. So I'm assuming that is actually not a vault. That is his organization. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
And then uh, now we get into, which is, this is interesting, the Darksaber. And mind you, this is not the Darksaber we see in the Clone Wars or Rebels as the weapon, like the lightsaber. This is a completely different Darksaber. The name is very... I think they kind of like took the Darksaber name from this into the canon. But anyway, uh, after a near uh, stimulus deaths of Zyror and Jabba, uh, Druga, Basil, and Tai took over the good portion of the Black Sun's assets. With the underworld and chaos following the deaths of the galaxy's two most powerful kingpins, Druga was able to dislodge Desilogic and make... Besot-D uh, become the dominant clans of Nalhuda. He allied himself with the self-proclaimed General Sulamar to gain Imperial support on the Darksaber Superweapon Project. Although Sulamar liked, liked to think this is himself as powerful and also being in charge of the project, uh, Dura was the mastermind. And then, uh, also unknown to Druga, was the fact that Solomar was also a lousy Imperial technician. In order to gain information, which was used for the superweapon, Druga ransacked Jabba's palace on Tatooine for information on how he hacked into the Imperial database. He then made official diplomatic overtures to Coruscant, asking for peace as a gesture in good faith. He convinced his fellow Huts to cancel the bounties on Han Solo and Leia Organa. Hmm. So, obviously, this is stuff after Return of the Jedi, uh, because Jabba's dead, and his death is in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the New Republic was fully aware of what Drogo was planning, and they sent a commando team led by General Crix. Madine to sabotage the project using the fleet as backup. The team failed in their objective, and Madine was personally executed by Druga. Before he died, Madine signaled the combined defense force of the New Republic. He was all—he also revealed to Druga that Sal, uh, Salomar was just a technician and a poor one at that. So, hmm. I believe, if I recall, the Darksaber superweapon in the in in legends is a giant laser weapon kind of like the death star um but more of a fixed cannon i believe if i recall so similar to what we see in rise of skywalker on yes the imperial star destroyers yeah basically yeah and then, um, ultimately, uh, Drogo's defeat came about not from the New Republic, but by a shoddy construction. The Tyrell that used the builders for the, for the Darksaber, uh, but their hive mind and Drogo's cheapness meant that the Darksaber Super Laser wouldn't work. The ship broke up, and a hull of a- hail of asteroids finished off the super weapon, killing the hut. So, he was cheap. So he used cheap material, and the workers he used were hive mind. So they all communicated as one, and didn't do what they needed to do. It's just, a, it's just a terrible death. It's like that's the way you go. It's like, oh yeah, you have shoddy craftsmanship. Yep, that's how you go. Sorry, it wasn't some grand scheme. And then after Druga's demise, the leadership of the uh, Brasadi clan claimed was claimed by the Hut crime lord Broga Brasadi Diori. God, Hut names are something. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, the Dark Saber project was viewed as a failure by the Huts, and the mention of Druga's super weapon was used as an insult uh, to insult the uh, Brasadi Krajik by the members of other clans. At the same token, the Hut species as a whole suffered. Uh, by association with the dark saber from ridicule by other species. So, yeah, but ended in failure and basically became an insult for their race. Go figure. But anyway, that's what we have in legends. 
definitely a lot. Uh, a lot happens with the Hutt cartel. They don't really start off as a major player in mm-hmm. Legends, but they kind of build up their way there. Yep, that they do. In the KOTOR games, the old Knights Hill Republic, you do meet several huts, being Voga the Hut. There are two on the starting planet in KOTOR 1. Um, and then there's a sev- there's one on Tatooine. When you mm-hmm. go to Tatooine on KOTOR There's always one, one. on Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the longest time until I played KOTOR 2, I thought like the hut's home world was Tatooine. That's fair. I mean... I don't know when they introduce Nal Hutta. Because mm-hmm. it's not in the original film, so you don't know where Jabba's from. Right. Like, they don't, like, really tie that around really anywhere. They don't tell you where any planet is where a species is from, except for, like, when you see them, like the Ewok or the Wampa or mm-hmm. something like that. When they were but, first like, introduced. Yeah. Yeah. Chewie, we're never told what planet he's from. Mm hmm. We don't find that out till the prequels, really. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, like with, I mean, I'm sure Nahuda and all that stuff was added in Legends at some point. But like, if you don't read the books or the novels or play the games, you won't know where any of the huts are from until you watch the Clone Wars animated show. Mm-hmm. Like. It's just how the medium works, I guess. <laughs> well, George Lucas was famous for adding for adding things after the fact, oh, yeah. and then w- worrying about how they made sense later. Yeah, he wanted to make a story, and then if need be, he'll fix. He'll put in the plot holes later. He'll fill that later. It's yeah. always how, how. That's how Star Wars is, and that's how it will always be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's why if you're watching Star Wars, never take a plot hole at face value because it'll probably get explained and fixed yes. pretty soon. Yeah, that it will. Yes. All right, you want to take our break and then we can get on it. Yeah, to start our break. So this is a time where we're going to talk about how you can support us through our Patreon. There's multiple tiers where you can sign up to where you can join us on the show. Um, starts You can even start at the lower tiers to where uh, you can get ad-free episodes, get other benefits, and to join us on the show. Um, our next Patreon episode will be next week. So if you're wanting to sign up, you can feel free to sign up whenever, even towards the like the day of the show. We do uh, live stream these episodes every Friday at 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, every Friday. So if you want to join us on the end of the month show, feel free to sign up at any point before that. Uh, the topic we will be going over will be Obi- Obi-Wan Kenobi series since the last episode will be premiering next week before the show. Uh, you can also rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you give us a five-star review, we will be uh, we will call that on the show. Um, and yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, I do want to let everybody know you can f- watch us live at uh, YouTube and Twitch at Holocron Histories, and you can follow up on all info the of the live showings on uh, our Twitter at SW Hollow Histories. I'll never get over that scream. <laughs> yeah, iconic. I love that scream. All right, so now we have in the canon of things. So we actually are going to start in the High Republic era. Um, so during the era of the High Republic, the Hutt clan was not blind to the danger of the swell peace of prosperity spreading throughout the galaxy. Um, their plot with uh, they plotted uh, with a leader of the directorate lord ishmir and 257 bby 
to d reduce the influence of the Galactic Republic and Jedi Order and the Doctorix Reign of Space. This plan was triggered by uh, the Iram Eroa Crisis, which is still new to me, uh, which successfully collapsed the uh, Doctorix as had been for the Hut plan all along. They now had no major criminal rival in the region, opening the path for the future operations. So, yeah. Like, all this High Republic stuff is still pretty new. Like, I'm still mm -hmm. learning a lot. Like, it's still going, currently being made. So, a lot of new stuff coming. Uh, 25 years later, a ship uh, of the Hut cartel arrived on the planet uh, Sardreed Minor to fill agreed-upon bargain, which would supposedly deliver the colonists from tyranny. Jedi Master Avar Chris established a controversial alliance with the Hus in the name of putting an end to the Drangara Crisis, resulting in the Jedi fighting side-by-side -side with the cartel soldiers and Myrgara the Hut against the Drangara. And the Drangara, if nobody knows this from the novels so far, they are plant-based creatures sentient creatures uh that can spread like wildfire basically um they can multiply rapidly they are plant-based so they can be anywhere they need to be in any planet any ecosystem whatsoever um and they can yeah. spread through dead bodies it's the big thing like they can mm -hmm. just sprout out from and even like they have a sense of like hive mind and mind mm -hmm. control yeah. Even over like spore sensitives, which is which is terrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um the alliance ended during the on the assault of Molita, uh through the defeat of the Great Predator. Uh although the Jedi and Hut clan parted in bad terms when Chris refused to allow Myrgara to destroy the encapsulated drink uh, leader. Margot was later captured by the Nihil Marauders, who held her captive on the planet Zayas. During an ensuring Jedi operation, she revealed that presence of undercover Jedi Creve Trinus in the name of saving her himself, but Migra was quickly murdered by Nihil Tempest runner Laura D. And Laura D. I didn't realize this until like reading one of the few last novels. She's a Twi'lek. Oh, which is interesting. Like the Nihil is composed of multiple different races and species. Um, mm -hmm. The only like Marshawn Rowe, the leader of the Nihil, is the only person we don't know what his race is. Hmm. We do know kind of, but like during celebrations, they even said like, "Oh yeah, we." You don't know his race. We haven't really explained it yet. Because they did show him. And he's like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, now we get to the late Republic era. So this is the time of the prequels. So episodes 1 through 3. And all that fun stuff. Um, during the final days of the Republic era. Jabba Dasjilic Turan... Jabba the Hut, see, Hut names are hard, mm -hmm. uh, and his fellow Huts uh, were known to preside over Tatooine's uh, pod races. Notably, during the invasion of Boo, Jabba was presented when uh, Jabba was present when the human slave Anakin Skywalker won the Banta Eve Classic in what was considered a Montminus event. Uh, Jabba was always also possibly at the event for business as the hologram image dictating Jabba's pain bounty hunter Ayura Singh after the crash of the pod racer Neva Kree uh, was acquired by police inspector Tan Devo. The image displayed two Jabba's henchmen pulling Kree out of the pod racer. So apparently a bounty hunter was after one of the pod racers when he crashed. does surprise me that aura sings involved in that yeah she was the um one that could like shapeshift herself right uh no that's or... sam wetzel that's who you're that's thinking of aura sing is the one who had like the radio antenna thing in her head oh yeah yeah okay 
yeah, she uh, she's in an episode with Boba, like a lot of the clone arcs with Boba. Hmm. Okay. And then all identifying uh, dental marks were scrubbed from the hologram, so it was unclear if it was legitimate. If it was true, it suggests that Singh and Jabba had a hand in what happened to Key. Devo also developed a theory that Farwin and Glot, the original manufacturers of Kree's pod racer, had hired Singh so they could acquire the pod racer's customization secrets. Hmm. That's nifty. Um, by the Separatist crisis, uh, the influence of the Huts was great enough to warrant a political faction of the Galactic Senate of the Galactic Republic, the Militarants, Militarants, to advocate for a standing centralized military to check Hut expansions, pirates, and organized crime. The Huts, nor any other criminal organization, never established a presence on the small room of Rada, so they understood the majority of its surface could not be used for farming. So, that's interesting. I kind of figured, I mean, they wanted a centralized, like, police force, but, you know, that never happened. It's so interesting um, where that is, like, in the Republic's history, because by the time of the New Republic in canon, like, that same debate is what's happening and driving in the New Republic Senate. Of whether or not you should have a centralized military or allow yeah. each planet to have their own kind of military. Yeah, it's a it's an ongoing process. Um, now, also during the Clone Wars, the Hut's powers over the outer rim caused the hyperspace lanes to be sought by both the Galactic Republic and the CIS. Uh, the chaos of the war allowed the huts to seize opportunities it provided to expand their influence to far reaches of the galaxy in particular the huts expanded extended space hut space from its traditional holdings in the outer rim all the way into the expansion region to the edge of the mid rim so huts like to keep their stuff and get more they're, they're greedy Yep. And then with Republic forces uh, busy engaging Separatist forces elsewhere, it was left to inadequate local system governments to defend themselves against Hut influence. However, much of the Hut's territory expansion was itself itself contained by large swatches of Separatist space. So in the time like them expanding, they weren't even in they were um, they weren't even close to Republic space. So every time they expanded, it's always the Separatists. So the Separatists are the ones trying to defend themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, also during the war, the Black Sun and the Pike Syndicate were considered rivals to the Hut Clan. Which we will talk about those later. Yep. Um, early into the war, Rhoda, the son of Jabba, was secretly kidnapped by the Separatists, orchestrated by the Sith Lord, and head of the state, Count Dooku, with the help of Jabba's uncle, Zero. The plot was meant to discredit the Jedi Order and scuttle negotiations between the Republic and the Huts as well, to make, look the Hutt clan, er, to make it look like the Hutt clan was going to be wiped out, but his nemesis Jedi Knight, Anakin Skywalker, and his Padawan Ahsoka Tana were able to rescue Rhoda, from the Separatists, which you see this all in the Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. and how everybody will hate Zero, pretty much. (laughs) Anything with him is just terrible. Yep. Um, And then the Crime Lord had promised his support to whoever returned his son, and when Jabba's uncle Zero was revealed to have schemed Rhoda's kidnapping with Dooku so he could take control of the Hutt clan, Jabba pledged his support to the Republic. The treaty allowed the Republic to navigate essential Hutt hyperspace lanes and circumvent separatist space while providing the Huts with key trade routes within the mid territories. Treaties between the Hutt Republic and Huts also had the unintended effect of legalizing hut operations. So, making a treaty with the huts also, you know, legalized all their activities. Mm -hmm. 
which is not good. And then at another point in the war, Jabba hired bounty hunter Cad Bane to get information on the Senate building of Coruscant. After getting the information, the Grand Hut Council hired Bane to free Zero before he revealed the Council's records, which were kept in a hollow diary on Teth to the Republic Senate in exchange for his freedom. And, you know, we all know Cad Bane. If you ever watch uh, Book of Boba, he does make a fine little appearance in live action in Book of Boba. He is probably one of the best bounty hunters next to Boba Fett. And it's really when yeah. Boba, Fett's, Boba Fett's prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thus, there was a hostage crisis that took place at the Senate office building on Coruscant, uh, in which bounty hunters led by Bane held the Supreme Chancellor Chief Palpatine on the Galactic Republic and other centers hostage in order to free Zero from the Central Detention Center. Zero, with the help of Bane, escaped from the custody of the Galactic Republic. However, two Jedi Masters, Quinlan Voss and Obi-Wan Kenobi, found him dead on Teth after he was killed by his lover, C. Snootils, on the behest of Jabba. Which is great. Like, don't, don't, don't mess with Jabba. He will get yeah, you. Um, unless you're Leia or Ghana, do not mess with Jabba. That is the lesson here. <laughs> you won't get scot free. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and then, unless you're his like sex slave, basically, you're not in a position to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Terrible image. Um, crime raids on Mandalore. Uh, near the end of the Clone Wars, the Shadow Collective, an organization led by the renegade Sith Lord Maul, landed landed at the Hut Cartel in Narhada to gain the backing of the Grand Hut Council for their coup on Mandalore. In the council chamber, Maul, Savage Press, and Pre Vizsla asked for Huts to join them in the Promising to spare their lives in exchange for the Hut territories. So... You know, Maul being as shady and sneaky as he is with a shadow collective trying to get Hut help. Yep. And then uh, now we get to preserving the influence. The Hut clan continue to operate in the Outer Rim after the end of the Clone Wars and rise of the Galactic Empire with its victory over the CIS. The power base in the Desert World Tatooine was preserved. Tatooine was suffering from the effects of the Great Drought, leaving moisture farmers with little water to harvest, worsening conditions on the poor backwater world. So, and this, I did not know this even happened. This must have been in the comics recently, or in in the comics at some point. An eight-year-old boy, Luke Skywalker, son of Anakin Skywalker, had gone to take water back from Jabba's men to give it back to the farmers. Kenobi had been watching over him, went to encounter but blew the vehicle's lights with the force to hide their identity and proceeded to disable all Jabba's henchmen with the force. On hearing about this, Jabba was furious and tried to find the man who defiled him. On being unsuccessful, he hired the bounty hunter Krishantan to find Kenobi and offered to pay him for bringing him alive. Yeah, so I think that happens in a book that's called From a Certain Point of View. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it has a lot of, like, Kenobi reflections in it. Interesting. It, it, to yeah, me, so it's I think like... we we experience that in a memory via Kenobi's perspective as, a, like, a remembering. Oh, okay. It, it's just interesting. Like, I didn't know that, and then them bringing Kristanton in, mm-hmm. knowing that he wasn't canonized for Book of Boba, but he was canonized in this book before yeah. Book of Boba. And it's interesting because this event happens before the Kenobi show. Yeah. What? He's eight. Oh, that's right. He's eight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's two years prior. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jabba continued his... uh, illicit operations during the imperial era continuing to hold influence as a crime lord by the time the imperial 
By the time of the Imperial Era, the Huts were involved in a series of trade wars with the Intergalactic Banking Clan. The Vice Chairman of the Clan, Onalo, hired a given codebreaker who was connected to an Imperial algorithm and made security codes to wage a campaign, campaign to take control of Hut's clan smuggling routes. Bajaba also learned that given hiring bounty hunter Greedo had led a mission to Magido uh, to capture the given. However, Greedo ultimately failed. Given fell to his death after Greedo overestimated how strong uh, a grappling line was. And funny enough, so I actually just read this in the Gal- it's in the Star Wars Galaxy Edge comic, and this is. Um, Something that Duck Ondar actually reemesses on how he got an item from Greedo. And this is like that story, which is very interesting. And then one smuggler Jabba hired for his operations was Captain Han Solo, who became the best smuggler on Jabba's payroll. Solo's standing was jeopardized, however, when his ship, the Millennium Falcon, was boarded by Imperial authorities, forcing Solo to jettison his cargo. Jabba demanded compensation for the lost cargo, and when Solo did not pay, the crime lord sent a bounty hunter after him. One such was Greedo, who confronted Solo in the canteen of Moss Eisley, but Solo killed the Rodian, Rodian bounty hunter before he could kill Solo. So, you know, that is... You see that shot? Han shot first! In A New Hope. (laughs) Gotta love that. And then, uh, Jabba learned of this and found Solo in Docking Bay 94, which the smuggler said that he had no choice to dump his cargo. Jabba agreed to to give Solo an extension on his payment in exchange for additional interest. Solo accepted the offer, but soon became involved with the Alliance to restore the Republic. So the Rebels. And once again failed to pay Jabba. When Jabba learned that Solo had joined the rebellion, Jabba placed a large bounty on, on his head. And then, following the Battle of Yavin and Zero ABY, the Galactic Empire began to cut into Hut Clan trade in an effort to reduce their independence. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Another reason not to cross Jabba. I think this is reason just like a Jabba the Hutt episode at this yeah, point. Reason number 10, to not cross <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. So now we get to the Galactic Civil War. So this is the time, basically 5 and 6. Um, by the time of the Galactic Civil War, the Rebel uh, Alliance had learned of impending talks between the Galactic Empire and Hutt, uh, the Hutt clan, with the Empire wanting Jabba the Hutt and the clan of a new provide raw materials to use in providing the raw resources required to create weapons and starships to fuel its military operations following the destruction of the Death Star during the Battle of Yavin. And then uh, the Galactic Empire then sent Darth Vader to negotiate with Jabba following the loss of weapons factory Alpha during the Rebel assault on Crimean 1. The negotiations were a continuation of what was meant to place on Crime 1. However, Vader arrived on Tatooine earlier than scheduled to hire two bounty hunters for assessment, uh, assignments that the Sith Lord kept secret from the Emperor. Jabba provided him with Boba Fett, who Vader tasked with finding the rebel pilot that destroyed the Death Star, and Black Rosantan, who Vader tasked for with capturing Silo, an Imperial, an agent of the Emperor. Hmm. That's also, I mean, I we all know Boba was hired to get, uh, well, the pilot destroyed the I'm Death Star, Luke. Luke. And then Krishantan, I did not know Vader hired Krishantan. It's another another uh, thing with Krishantan. Mm-hmm. And then sometime before the Battle of Hoth, uh, Jabba's uh, Major Domo, Bib Fortuna, the uh, contract contracted Tatooine Rebel Cell via hologram after an attack on their homestead and informed that they had anchored his master. The Alliance also contacted the mercenaries and asked for their aid in recovering medical supplies from a hut cartel den on the planet Dendorian, also earning them the offer of allegiance from the Rebels. Hmm. So, yeah, there's that. And then 
little bit. Uh, I don't have much left. So now we have the death of Jabba, which we all see in Return of the Jedi. Jabba had placed a bounty on Solo as he failed to pay him back. After Vader captured Solo in Cloud City and froze him in Carbonite, Vader turned to Fett and then brought Solo to Jabba's palace. And then uh, following her capture and Solo's re uh, release from Carbonite, Luke Skywalker, who had now become a Jedi Knight, uh, like his father and a commander of the Rebellion, arrived in the scene seeking the rescue of his friends uh, from Jabba's imprisonment. Jabba refuses to agree with Skywalker's bargain and said, Try to execute him via the Rancor. Skywalker defeated the Rancor, which led to Jabba's attempt to mass execution of Skywalker, Chewbacca, and Solo at the Great Pit of Cartoon, only to have Organa strangle Jabba to death using her own chain. Which we see. Yeah. Which goes into it. You can cross Jabba if you're Leia Organa. Yes. She's the only one that, you know didn't die and ended his life <laughs> in the immediate aftermath of Jabba's demise the other huts had uh, the wreckage of the Kratana Kratina Kratana uh, search uh, in order to determine the exact neighbor of Jabba's death and so a debate over the matter of his will what they discovered was a hollow recording of Jabba's last moments on the hands of uh, at the hands of Organa through the footage began to circulate among other exclusive circles. The Huts tr uh, hunted down most copies of the vendor, eager to prevent proof of their own vulnerability from circulating. Mm -hmm. And then after Jabba's demise as well, the Huts were left to determine who would fill Jabba's seats and take reign of the criminal empire. Several months after Solo's rescue, a decision had yet to be made. Coupled with the Empire's collapse and demise of the Emperor Palpatine, Jabba's death, death left enormous power vacuums in the Kessel Spice trade as well, triggering widespread gang warfare and leaving trade routes once guarded by mercenaries hired by the Huts vulnerable, leading the formation of the Spice Runners of Kajimi. In which, mm -hmm. if you watch, you know, Book of Boba, we know Boba takes up his empire crime cartel thing yeah and you can watch that yes and then uh several years after Jabba's death fun as i was just going into this fett returned uh to his palace killed fortuna uh who later uh, who had assumed control of Jabba's throne and took uh, took it for himself Fett became the new Damio of Mos Espa, leading a, uh, leading a brother and sister known as the Twins to travel to Nalhada to Mos Espa to confront and confronted Lord Fett, uh, claiming to the cousins uh, Jabba's territory. The Twins sent uh, Christianton to kill Fett in his own palace. After the failure and capture, they arrived to apologize to Fett and, order and offered him a rancor. As well as Kersantan as the tribute, they announced the Hut Clan departure from Tatooine as they have been informed that Jabba's former holdings have actually been promised to the Pike Syndicate by Mayor Mok uh, Shaz, and they had no interest in waging war over a worthless rock. Which you do see in Book of Boba. Are we talking so. about the Pike Syndicate next? We um, actually, let me. Next week, we will be talking about... Let me go to my Google Docs. I think I had it. Well, next week, we'll be going to our patron chat. Oh, the patron, yeah. That's right. Uh, but the week <laughs> after that, we actually... I have it to where we are going over the Crimson Dawn in the Crimora Syndicate. Oh, yeah. Crimora Syndicate's very... Like, there's very little info on them. Um, they're mm -hmm. both canon only. And then I also found out, like, the Pike Syndicate is also mainly canon. Yeah, like I, I was doing research. I was like, I swore they were in Legends, but they're not. Hmm. Like their Legends info is Clone Wars, because Clone Wars huh. is Legends and canon. Right. So, which is very interesting. I didn't know that Black Suns though does have stuff in both. Yes. So basically, the Hut Cartel and the Black Suns are going to be the only crime syndicates that have been actually in both legends and canon to where there's actual information where all the other ones were specifically made for the current canon 
Right. Yeah, that's that's what we got going on. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun with uh, hut information. A lot of stuff I didn't know about the huts. Um, definitely a big crime syndicate in there. Big background to like the galactic underworld. Oh yeah. So much that yeah. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting and a very iconic thing of Star Wars, along mm-hmm. with like the lightsaber and Sith. You think Jabba the Hut. Right, exactly. The big, the big slug guy. The is... big slug. <laughs> <laughs> Who eats? Um, doesn't he eat the? No, he doesn't eat the monkeys. What does he eat? It's like frogs. Yeah, it's similar like frog to like Baby things. Yoda. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Baby Yoda. Anyway, you got anything else to add? Uh, no. I think that's it for this week. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. And may the forest be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.